It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pop a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know, however, is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians. Today we're in a bar called Wayfair on Ferret Street in New Orleans. We're about a couple of blocks down from Napoleon Avenue, right across from the fabulous European Wax Center. Are you guys familiar with European waxing? Anybody? No. I am. No? Only no. <laughs> yeah. South American wax. Erica. <laughs> Erica, Erica. Erica. The fabulous Erica Falls is yeah. here. Yes. And not only is an awesome singer, a soul singer, and a, I guess, funk singer, could I call you that? Yeah. But like also that. an expert on waxing. What's kind of sort of? It hurts. I know that. Much. It does hurt. Yes, How it does. often do you go to the wax? I've center? only done it once. And One time, never went back. Never went back. Oh my god! <laughs> you, did you like how it looked though? Not, it was pretty, but you know, not I, enough. Not enough. No. Yeah. Okay. And you bought you bought the fabulous Jun Yamagishi with you, who's yes. a world superstar guitar player, who we're shocked to see just walk in the door here like a regular person. <laughs> Jun, how are you? Hi. Pretty good. Pretty good. Good to see you. You see. I didn't know you were coming. Did you know you were coming here today? Oh, she just called me, you know, last night. So you, just last night, so you didn't yeah. have anything to do today. Yeah, I got a gig, you know, later, but you know. What are you doing tonight? I'll be a, yeah, I'll be available. Where are you playing uh, tonight? Around this time, so. Yeah, where are you playing tonight? I'm playing at the Taps somewhere around uh, Washington. Yeah, who with KB uh, uh, Morris, the bass player from from uh, Comic Laughing's Band. All right. Yeah, he's kind of you know uptown production. Right. Yeah, are you working? Are you working most nights? No, I'm off last night. Most nights you're off. I'll chill out. Right. <laughs> who, have you, who have you played with lately that we would know? Yeah, of course, uh, you know, Johnny and George, the trio, and uh, uh, Erica. Erica Paul, and sometimes Corey Handy, Punk Dead. All right. Yeah, something like so that. So I see you around all over the place. You're one of the great... He, don't you think, and Les White is here as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, he's one of From, the greats. He's one of the great guitar Thank players you. of all time. <laughs> and Anne Ori is here as well. Hey, Anne. Hello. How's it going? Well. So I believe that you, you also... I, so I don't have... I have very scant education. I mean education. I have very scant <laughs> information about people oh, here. Oh, keeping the but mystery says, alive. It says here that you're an educator <laughs> at South Plaquemines High School. I was. I am no longer so out South Plaquemines High School. That is... That the is, first uh, sentence I have there here we go. is totally... Wrong. I was happy to be an educator at so South Plaquemines High School. So you were, I could write, I were an educator at South Yes, I was. What, what is an educator, exactly? Is that what you used to call a teacher? Um, yes, except um, sometimes we dabble in the dark side and you work in administration and then you become an ah, educator. Like, you don't want to admit that you're an educator, so then you say I'm a, you're a, right. uh, an admin person, yeah, so, you so you say, say educator. educator. So it's kind of like having a uh, an emotional support dog. Pretty much. Actually, I left mine at home. I usually carry him as I do. What sort of a dog have you got? He's a very large dog. He looks like a keg with fur. Um, Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) What's his name? His name is Barkley. Barkley. And is is he named after the basketball player, Charles No, he was a rescue dog, um, so he came He came with the name Barkley. He did. And are you allowed to take him... To bars and so on. Actually, he does. He has a little vest. He has. A, he used to go to school with me. Right, I, and I is that a total bullshit type thing? Or? Absolutely. Right. I got the vest got the and the cards off on, Amazon. On the internet. You just you have to order it. Absolutely. <laughs> That's unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? Can you take him on a plane with you? I wouldn't, but I believe you could. You could, right? No, you yes. can't. Not not no. in the cabin. 
You can't. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, thought you could. No, my ex-wife takes her small dog on flights to Europe. She's from she's. But, is it, yeah, but isn't an emotional support dog? No, no. That's the difference. Well, no, you do. I, I think Grant, you do have to make the case. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure that if you uh, have an emotional support dog. They can't even. No they one can't can ask, ask you, you a question, mm-hmm. right? right? They can't even ask you what the disability is. Right. So we wow. probably maybe shouldn't tell everyone. You can just order the cards off <laughs> yeah. Amazon. Uh, Amazon. Well, Amazon. the best. Prime. You get no, but days. I think the secret's out. Everybody knows about that. <laughs> yeah. now. It's like the fake ID to get into a bar. Absolutely. Did you used to have? Les, are you from here originally? I'm from Arkansas originally. I've been here 35 years. Did you have fake IDs in Arkansas when you were a kid? Uh, I'm sure they did, but I was. A good boy. I you didn't, didn't do I that? Didn't, no. Erica, you're no. from here, right? Not that, not that it's bad Born if you have a race. fake idea. I can, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, no, it's not, totally fine. And you right. say that you're an educator as well, right? I'm a teacher. You're a teacher. <laughs> I haven't gone over to the dark side of you're, administration. You're a professor of literature. I am. And you're suggesting as an educator of kids that it's okay to have a fake ID. Let's just get that straight. Uh, yes. It depends on how old you are. You know. Well, then you wouldn't need a fake ID if you're over 21. Yeah. Unless you want to fake it that you're younger, which would a, be... I, think I like, wouldn't mind that now. You know, I think, you know, I'll go on record as saying 16 or 17. You should, anyway. You should be allowed into about 16, in your opinion. This is New Orleans. Isn't that the way we do that? Well, Erica, <laughs> how old were you when you first went into a bar? Well, my parents kept me kind of close to home. So at 18... Oh, that's pretty late for you. I know. At 18, I went out and I had my first drink in a bar. Wow. Yeah. wow. What was it? You know, it was an amaretta and pineapple juice. Oh. <laughs> wow. Shit. Yeah, that was that my first. Not, oh, amaretta and pineapple. Yes. That's almost enough to make you have just like throw up after one. I, yeah, Isn't it? Yeah, I know. It makes you gag. Hey, You're almost throwing up in your mouth right now. I didn't know. <laughs> I know, but you got to start with something. That was it. How did you know you drink amaretto? Because my sister, like, that was my ah. sister's favorite drink. So. And what's her name? Felicia. Felicia Falls. Yes. What a great name. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Where is she today? She's actually getting off work right now. Where, really? What, does, what does she do? She works for the Times Picayune. She does. She's yeah. the last person standing over there. Yes, yes. Is she a writer? No, she works in the obits. She puts the, the all obits. What you see in the obits, yeah. Wow, what a weird sort of a job. I know, right? Yeah. But is she writing an obit for the Times Picayune? Is she working on that? Well, no, she actually puts the pictures yeah. and the write up. She does. She's the person who, when you, when you open die, it, you see it there. Yeah. So when you she call up and you call up and you say, "Hey, Sansa's dead. What do I do to get an obit in the and paper?" And she'll tell you what you Felicia need to do. Felicia Falls is the person you're talking yes, to. Yes, she is. Wow. <laughs> What about that? Yes. How did she get a job like that? Was She's she a been writer? She's for or? years. No, she worked in the customer service department years ago. And they and said, hey, like you've got talent, school. kid. You could be writing over it. Yeah, and then they just moved on up, and here she is. She lasted. That's a fine art thing, like, You know what? <laughs> she Talk lasted. about last man standing. Yeah, you well go. <laughs> so what, it's an interesting job. What, what do you, as, as, a, as a literature professor, Les, do you do any writing? Sure. So yeah. what? what so this, the obituary writing is a sort of a style, isn't it? I'm not that familiar with the style, but I do isn't know it a that it's a particular form of right. Right. Of, I mean, it know, is. Eric will probably times, answer that question better than I. Most times, the family will send in. It's basically almost put together once the family sends it in. Right. But um, she have to rewrite it. So it's sometimes she has form. to make some corrections if some misspellings or things like that. Right. But, uh, yeah, but it, you know, most times it's basically done when it's sent in. Yeah. Hmm. So what does she do for a job? She just like <laughs> well, photo, photocopies. No, well, you have to 
do the layout. Ah. So when you put the layout that you see in the paper, that has to be put together. And right. then the picture and then the, the, um, the write-up of the person that just passed. All of that is, it's kind of technical. It took her yeah. a while yeah, to get all that part together, but she's a pro at it now. Does she enjoy it or is it depressing as well how dealing with dead people all day? Well, she enjoys helping the families who right. are grieving and going I've, through. I've heard, I don't know if this is true, but it's 500 bucks to put that in the time speaking. Is that right? It's somewhere in that arena. Yeah, it's a little costly. Death is not cheap. No. No, <laughs> no they get you. They get you coming and going. Have you had to organize a funeral or anything? I did, for my father, when my father yeah. passed. Right. And it was, um, yeah, there's a lot of pieces and there's a lot, there's a lot of pieces yeah. and it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a horrible thing to say when you're talking about grief. And the trouble is, you don't want to. It's like when you go to the coffee place and you and they swing that iPad thing around and it says tip, and you feel like you don't want to give a person a fifteen percent tip just because they told you it was two dollars thirty and you have to give it to them. Yeah. But you feel like a cheap ass if you don't. That's right. Tip it. <laughs> it's don't. the same thing when someone dies. They say, well, this coffin is five thousand dollars, and this piece of shit one is only a hundred. But hey. Yeah, if you truly love them. Yeah, I was thrilled my father wanted to be cremated. That took that took yeah. us out of that entire yes, realm. That's my yeah. deal. Because which you want to be also cremated. I just say cremate cheap. me and put me it's a, not, a picture I up when I was young. We found a bargain. <laughs> a bargain <laughs> cremation. <laughs> I wish I had known. Is there I'm a bargain? There is. How much? This was in California. Right. It was, it was substantially less. Oh, gosh, this was 17 years ago, so I, I don't know that I could access mm. it now. I just remember at the time the difference between the whole casket, funeral, all that thing, as opposed to having someone cremated. So if you get cremated, you don't need a casket, I assume, because no. you're going to be burned up. Yeah, right. yeah. And he so, had, my father had done most of his body to science, so did and to the point where my mother was like, there won't be anything left to burn. I was like, you know, Sal, it'll be all right. There'll be something. Is she still with us, your mom? Oh, she is. Okay. She <laughs> is. Okay, so, so if you donate your body to science, so they take out your organs. Well, and, and for him, it was interesting. It was a lot of his skin oh, dear. for skin grafting and his eyes and things of that nature. Wow. Things of that nature. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask for too many details. What's going to be the trans segue here? What's the pivot from? Yeah, that's you know, that's you donating your skin, skin to, to <laughs> your organs. I was going to ask Erica about being cremated. Oh, okay. seeing she's already decided to be cremated. Yes, I have. So you had your first drink at eighteen, which was amaretto and pineapple. Yes. What age did you decide you were going to be <laughs> burnt to a crisp? You, you need a fake ID. Just for last that. year. Just last, oh, really? <laughs> yes. What was the precipitating? Incident well, I think it's think a lot about. easier on the family, financially and emotionally. And then I say, you know, cremate me and put up. I'm a shoe lover. I love shoes. So just put all some fancy shoes up and, up you know, where? a beautiful picture of when I was young. So like in the memorial service. Like in the service. Or just like have around, your shoes around and a the photo. Pretty, a really pretty vase. Put me in. You know, that sort of thing. Put you in like an urn, I think. It's yes. Yes, an okay, urn. So, there you okay, go. Okay, so this is the plan for your funeral then. It, yeah. We're going to burn you up to, <laughs> to like a... Bits that will you that will fit into an urn. Yes. Put the urn pretty on urn, some pr- a pretty urn. So yes. you should pick that up probably. Of course. Shoe shaped urn. Is there that what go. I heard? Oh yes, my gosh. Must be shaped like this. This is like shaped like a shoe. Could you Stiletto. get it? Stiletto. She could. She could. What? Talk to muses. I, I feel can like work they it out. can handle this. What I sort of an urn? Yes. Can you get it? So I have friends and muses. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Unfortunately, Grace is not here. We don't have anyone to look this up for us. Maybe April can. Can you get an urn that's shaped like a shoe? Of course, Less. you can get anything. About, well, I, all my my four dogs are all in urns beside my bed. Are they, are in, they in all in my bedroom? Are they all dead? 
I'm a great straight man, am I not? Uh, uh, okay, yes, so all your dogs, yes, four dogs are. died, yes, and are. you had them all cremated, and they're all on Earth. Of course, yeah. But they're I mean, in like got, a wooden box, right? Bro, well, I got Would a you couple, get shapes? I got a couple of fancy, you know. You did? Yeah. What'd you get? Well, just what we're talking about. Herns, what shape are they? What shape are they in? Oh, you know... Uh, like a classic a Greek, Greek. Yeah, just sort of, uh, yeah, like you know, I don't know how to describe things like that. Aren't you an English professor, don't you? Yeah, but, you aren't know, you working words all day? The only thing, yeah, there's a great poem by Keats called Ode on a Grecian Urn. Yes. Do you know that poem? I do. Does anybody know that poem? How does I it go? Do. At any rate, that's the only urn I'm really familiar with. Can uh, you recite that poem or any of it? Um... Uh, no, not right. Not not under pressure. It's one under of those pressure. ones we as and English you. educators try to block from our minds. You don't know it either? <laughs> not, not under pressure. You don't, and you don't know it? Um, I do know it. I've had to teach it, but once again, you can't bring it to mind immediately. On a Grecian urn or two of Yeah. So, here, two. so the first couple of two. lines come to me. Okay. And I know everybody would be thrilled to hear these. Thou still unravished bride of quietness, foster child of silence and slow time. Sylvan historian, the poet's addressing the urn, uh, who canst thus express a tale more sweetly than our rhyme. Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, he teaches at the college very, level, yeah. and I taught high school. No, high school. Yeah, so yeah, you're we right. <laughs> and this this applies to all our artists here, and all of us really. But these are the famous lines from the poem: uh, "Beauty is truth, truth beauty." That is all you know on earth and all you need to know. Anyway, whatever. It's, That's nice. It's actually better thinking, than that. We're just thinking about that. Truth is beauty. Beauty is truth. Truth, truth beauty. Truth. That is all you know on earth and all you need to know. Can you explain that, Professor, exactly what that means? To people well, who are I, less swift on the uptake? Like I'm, I, I have The been, non-educators I, on this axis. I'm going to take the fifth <laughs> or drink one yeah. on... <laughs> On that, because I'm gonna, I've been in my office since six o'clock this morning. I drove over here from it, so I'm dull. Really, you've been working oh, on dull. English literature since six o'clock in the morning. Well, I, you know, I get in the office and mess around on Facebook and do emails. Oh come on, he's oh, being modest. If he is an English teacher, he spends all his time correcting kind of sadly written essays. Well, right, Anne, but, <laughs> but it's too early in the semester to have those yet. So it's the honeymoon period. We don't have like no, the, the diagnostic yet where you just think, holy no. hell. No, you can okay. curse on the show. No one cares. You can say holy shit or holy oh, or anything okay. you well, want. Oh, well, there's still the educator in me. I'm starting a new high school. I can't cuss too much. You're starting a new high school. I am. That's why I left awesome. South Plaque. Ah, I am. South Plaque. That's a good name right no, there. No, South no. Plaque. No, that way, you know, yeah. If you're shortening South Plaqueman's High School, it becomes South Plaque. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Because nice. a plaque is also what you put on... Uh, Perfect, perfect background. On your um, grave after you're dead. There you uh, not, not to a tie grave. it all together. Yeah, nice. What is, nice. What is a grave called when it's not actually a grave? I mean, it's just got ashes in it. When it's just a, when it just that, has ashes. Isn't that called in it? something else? Yeah. Well, the, usually uh, then it's a mausoleum. mausoleum. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. You're not going to okay. pay for the big spot if you can use the little spot. If you can spot. squeeze it yourself into a little economics. thing. So, what Indeed. school are you starting? I am fortunate enough to be one of the founding members of New Harmony High School. New we, Harmony We've been High in school. the news. The school on a barge is how everybody knows it. I don't know if anybody knows school it. School on it's a been, barge. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, I'd say so. Lorraine Powell Jobs, um, about three years ago, started a project where she said, let's rethink high school. And so she created a 
a foundation that funded people to go out and do data collection for about two years, where they just talked to anybody and everybody about what do you think high school should look like. And then they launched a competition, and 700 teams applied across the nation to rethink high school in America. And 10 teams were chosen and were each given $10 million in which to start a school. It sounds like a lot is not million. a lot of money to start school. Just well, I could, I could <laughs> totally start one for five if somebody um, would give me the chance. Yeah, yeah, in my garage. You know. yeah. um, but I was fortunate enough when they won this award, I got a phone call and they said, would you come do this with us? So, I so you're am, in on the $10 million. You're I of, am. You're one of 10 teams in America. Yes, yes sir, I am. Congratulations. Well, Thank this you. is a real yes. rarefied type <laughs> no, no, group no, we've no. got here today. This is exciting. It's so you're going to reimagine, you're one of 10 people in America to be re- you're reimagining high school education. Yes, sir. And of all places, it would happen to be here, where we're number 50 in everything. Well, you know what? We have great kids. They just aren't being served necessarily the way we think all kids should be served. Well, this is exciting. And now we've got something to talk about for the next entire 45 (laughs) minutes. No, I'm not (laughs) going There's nothing more important, though, surely, is there? There's not. Well, and I'll I'll add the layer for you, and then it brings everyone in. So the idea is that um, the school is rooted in coastal preservation and restoration for Louisiana um, in whatever form that takes, whether that's you're writing down the stories of communities that are leaving, whether you are documenting the music, whether you're producing the music. So any way that we feel, because we know we are in jeopardy here, um, more than people, I think. The, The more time I spend immersed in coastal issues the more frightened I become and the more I, determined I, I become to do the this same well thing. Yeah. if that was going to be my entire high school career wouldn't I, I would feel like I'm going to kill myself at no they're young and they're smart and they, the, the jobs they're going to create in order to work on this problem haven't even been invented yet so we have to create thinkers okay so this is the desiling of education so they don't sit in a room and think only about English for 50 minutes and then go down a hallway and think only about math so that doesn't happen. It's project-based, interest-based, So this is like a Montessori style? Well, it's beyond that. It's, it's beyond that to a certain extent in that um, it's apprenticeship, mentorship-based. So the idea is I am not an expert in all things, nor do I claim to be, but if you develop an interest in something, I'm going to find you someone who can mentor you through, okay. and you're going to learn about that long before you go to college or when the workforce. When you say, I'm going to, you're assuming that I'm a high school student. Of course. Well, you right. look, I well, assume, I, look I, I, I assumed you were just, you know, a Doogie Hauser <laughs> of producing here, and, and we're doing okay. this after school. Um, so, so, I, that I, so I go to school on day one, mm-hmm. in, what, is that ninth grade? Ninth grade. And I say, I'm interested in playing the guitar like June Yamagishi. Can you believe that Junior McGee is playing? The I time? know. I can't believe I've much, watched you for years and years, and we're sitting at a table know, drinking nuts, together. And it's it? kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just playing the guitar. It's awesome. So I come to you and I say I'm interested in someone like June who plays the guitar, and you find me, you go find him. It's a, yes and to then, a certain extent. Well, now actually, I'm actually going to go straight to Junior now that we're sitting at a table yeah. drinking together. So that's that's an easy one. Um, no, the idea is the kids come in and they're put into groups of fifteen. And they have an advisor who is also a teacher at the school. And so we will stay together for four years if we were an advisory group, because you're all different people Ah. with different thoughts. But I, as your advisor, will manage your... Every kid has an individual learning plan. We know everybody learns differently, so every kid gets one. So I will manage these 15 kids for the four years that I have them as I take them through this process. And can I just ask you a question then? So this... Is this your idea of a 
of a fantasy type school that you would have loved to have done your whole life and now you have a chance to do it? Uh, why, yes. <laughs> As right. a matter of fact, So yeah. you've had this idea that if I could just get 15 kids yeah. and guide them for four years, I could turn out 15 great people with a great education. I could turn out 15 people who are going to go on to be great citizens and happy with their life. And that wow. is what I want. And $10 million, you've got to pull that off. And so you've got four years to do this. Yes, sir. So we start yes, fall. Sorry. Yeah, that's More it. like it. <laughs> and so we start a year from now. So a year from now, I will be crazed and not this calm. Um, and then um, we start with ninth grade, and we'll grow a grade a year. That so we're starting. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're only That's starting with exciting. forty-five ninth graders. Eventually. And why are you on a barge? Uh, because uh, well, that was the the tie it into coastal restoration oh. preservation. We will have a barge, but the entire school will not be on a barge. Okay. It sounded great. Everybody got very excited. Yeah. It's not practical. I hate to. I, I hated to be the one to rain okay. on the parade. <laughs> it's a kind of stupid idea, really. No, it's a great idea, but that's a $50 million idea, and, uh, and I don't have $50 million. So where's it going to be, this new school? What's it called? Harmony. New, new Harmony. Harmony. So the idea of new harmonies. That you, there we go. With yes. our music people. Love it. Yes. Thanks. Les, I'm so glad you live around the corner from me. We're going to have to hang oh, out. You guys live around the corner from me? We figured yeah. this out before we, it we started. Just figured it out. Okay. <laughs> where do you live? Mid-city, right? Mid-city. Yeah. Where do you live, Eric? I live in New Orleans East. New Orleans East? Yes. In June, where are you in Tremé? No, uh, I'm from uh, Lower Garden. Lower Garden. Lower Garden, Garden. Garden District. Yeah. Okay, yeah. everybody's from all over. Colosseum and Lace. All right. Oh, that's a nice area yeah. down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, our last guest we had a couple of weeks ago, Leslie, do you live with Leslie Smith or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. They're close. Close to her, yeah. not with her. No. That would have been a good story, right? <laughs> can I get in here on Leslie Smith? Yeah. Uh, just, As just it were, you can. So to speak. Uh, uh, yeah, when I first moved here in, excuse me, the 82 or 3, and you'll remember this, June. Yeah. Were you here then? Were you here in 80, in the early 80s? No. No. Okay. I'm in here 95. Okay. Well, some, Grant, were you here? Some might remember Tyler's. Tyler's. Tyler's got it. On magazine. You played there? No. I was, first time, I was visiting New Orleans ah. in uh, no, 87. Yeah, that was here. So then. Walter would play at the Tyler's. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I went over there I myself. That. I said, wow. Yeah. It's like a kind of residence area, right? Right. And the nighttime cab driver took me to over there. I said, Wow, that's totally different. You know? Did you know anybody when you first came here? Did you know anybody when you first came here? No. Did you know Walter, no. Walter or anyone? No. I was actually I was uh, in the Bahamas for my band recording. Yeah. So on the way to back to the Japan, I stopped by the New Orleans three days. That's my first time. Can we hear him? 1987. Really? Okay. What band were you in? Thirty years. Ago. 30 years. Wow. What, ba- what band were you in in the Bahamas? Uh, Chicken Shack. Chicken Shack. Chicken okay. Shack. That, yeah. uh, you know, uh, not England, you know, English blues band. No, not the same. Uh, we did uh, more kind of R&B, folk, right. you know, instrumental, uh, vocals mixed together. So, so kind of, you know, kind of success what in Japan. What happened when you got here then? Did you just, uh, did you just no, show that, up that and stuff? time, you know, I was in L.A., New York, you know, big cities. Right. But I stopped by the Northern vibe is totally different. Yeah. So it's got me. Right. Wow. It smells different. <laughs> That's, That's for sure. 
sure. What's that yeah. smell? Yeah. That's the most important things for me. Did you ever fi- ever figure out what that smell is? <laughs> In all the time you've been here? No. <laughs> so, anyway, so then I came back in 91 for the Jack Fest. Ah, okay. So then I decided, someday I'll move down here. <laughs> yeah, good man. So I did. Right, right. 95. Right. Did you, and did you move here to play with anybody, or you just moved here and then just see what happened? No, they just moved here. Right. So see what, what's happened there. I met the guy named Michael Ward at the Maple Leaf Bar. Michael Ward? Yeah, the, the viol- percussion player. Oh, the percussion player, not uh, the violin. Yeah, from uh, Harry Connick or, you know. Right. So he said, what are you doing here? I moved down here. Come to my house tomorrow. What for? We're going to do a rehearsal for my band. Okay. <laughs> Wow. So you're in Harry Connick's band immediately? No, uh, yeah. he was. He, he was, was playing with, yeah. Okay, that time Harry got a funk band. Tony right. Hall, Raymond Weber, you know, that band. He was playing the percussion. Right. So Michael Ward band, Reward. So uh, me, Michael Ward and Reward. Reward. Right. Me, Houseman, Thero DeGlow, right. Cornell, Jerry B, you know. So that was your that, first band? That was a band. It's a pretty good introduction to New Orleans. Yeah. And my, you know, uh, um, my partner, Koji, on the keyboard. Yeah. He's he's back to Japan right now. Right. He do, uh, you know, great things, but, you know, he's a keyboard player. Well, not everybody can hang in New Orleans. (laughs) You know, you have to be a certain type of person and play a certain kind of music. Yeah. You ever think about leaving? Who? You ever think about leaving here? No. You're just going to stay. That's yeah. it, right? Yeah, that's Are you going to be buried or cremated? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, but, you know. Well, you have to make a decision right now. Which one is it going to be? Yeah. I don't no. know. I, you know, I don't feel like to move, you know. But I don't know about the tomorrow. Well, do you, think, do, you th- do, you, do you think there's a chance you could be reincarnated? Huh? Do you think there's a chance you could be reincarnated, that you could come back to life after death? Well, <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? No. Never. Okay, well, here's your chance right now. Do you, be- do you believe there could be life no after pressure. death? No, no pressure. <laughs> because I think that's going to have to weigh into the decision about whether you get cremated or not, right? Well, so I'm going to jump in and tell you a story about my son. So when we first started coming to New Orleans in the late 90s, and my children were, for some, we were born and raised in Southern California. Yeah. So this felt very different and fabulous, and they liked it. Right. And after going through the cemeteries, my son looked at us, and we, my husband bought our farm down in Plaquemines Parish. And you live on a farm in Plaquemines Parish? It's no, my in, husband lives on a farm in Plaquemines Parish. I live you in Mid-City. You live in Mid-City <laughs> around the corner from, <laughs> yes. from West. It's a Are beautiful arrangement. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, that, that, great... that would explain why. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. What is he we far- find it works for us. What's he farming down there? Weed? Uh, or... Citrus. Citrus? Mm-hmm. We grow citrus here? Like oh, absolutely. Okay. South Plaquemines grows, uh, well, pre-Katrina grew a third, uh, over half of the citrus that is consumed in Louisiana. Really? Yeah. What, your farm or the Louisiana no, did? S- southern okay. Louisiana, the and South Plaquemines. Are you allowed to see other people? Um, well, I, I'm looking at you all now, and it seems to be what's going deal, all right. What's the deal with that? Good answer. Uh, you're not allowed to date other people, though. Um, I try not to. It you're makes trying. it awkward on the weekends well, when I go home. I was just wondering what know. the arrangement was there. Okay. So you just live. We've been married for a very long time and are very comfortable so with. So nobody's seeing anybody else. It's no, not one of those kind I, of marriages. Not that I know of, but you know. I doubt that he's doing anything wacky down there on the farm. You know, I, I'm growing. pretty darn sure he's not. I know what my neighbors look like. <laughs> Okay. 
<laughs> so, okay, so sorry, go on with the story. Sorry, so the story is so my husband bought this farm and yeah. we knew we were going to own this until it goes underwater. And, um, oh, that's awful. Well, sorry, it's true. But um, so my son said, Can we put a mausoleum on the farm? Wouldn't that be great? And we could all be together on the farm. And we said, Well, okay, sure. I uh, mean, this how, is Louisiana. There's not laws, right? Kid? At the time, I think he was in middle school. And he was thinking about ordering They're all being grown dead and gone together. now. Well, he'd be, they hadn't seen cemeteries till you come here. Because, you know, Southern California, we don't talk about death. It's not allowed. People don't do that. They try to become immortal. So death was really new to my kids. And they were like, wow, these people celebrate it. They live with it. It's next door. This is great. So my son said, can we put a mausoleum on the farm? And I said, yeah, that's great. Once again, it's Louisiana. I don't think there's rules. I think we just build it and you put people in it. And so he said, better yet, can we just put a dining room table in it? And then when anybody passes, you just wire them into their chair, and eventually we'll all end up back around the dining room table wow. together again. Wow. So that's our that's plan. Wow. <laughs> that is pretty good. Is any, and any, yes. no one's died in your immediate family yet. Not in the immediate family yet. Nobody's made it to the table yet. Okay, good. <laughs> that's good to hear. So you take the entire body of the person and just... I don't Why know that we've men? worked out the details. Um. I don't, I don't, even in Louisiana and on private property, I don't know whether that would be legal. I'm not a lawyer, but... Maybe we'll, we'll cremate and do the urn at the table. I feel that won't be as quite as exciting. Do you have yeah. the table in there? Do you have the mausoleum in there at all? Uh, we haven't built the mausoleum, but we do have the table. Wow. <laughs> it's a start. Okay. It's a start. Can you get these high school kids to come down there and build the mausoleum for you? Seeing uh, you know, if the... I find a kid who's passionate about building mausoleums, yeah. that's going to be their first project. Is that called corruption, or is that part of edu- is that now education? No, that's... Uh, that's what do they call it? Um, entrepreneurial education or something? Right. Some horrible phrase. Well, this is going to be a pretty interesting thing. What, so what are you going to do for a year while you get this set up? What's the preparation? Um, I'm going to hang out in bars and drink with people. I yeah. What are you drinking? Right? Moscow Mule? You finished I that have, one. You want another I one? I did. Uh, yeah, I would okay. take another one. We can get April or Graham. We've got two, yeah. <laughs> two producers over here. So let's see. April can hook you up. I feel like hey. Les might need one, too. Yeah, everyone. Need, can we get another round of drinks? April, okay. if that's cool. I'm still working on that. You're still good? Well, yeah. you've got some very sophisticated-looking <laughs> glass of red wine here. Thank you very June's much. Got, June's good. Uh, just Tito's on the rocks. Okay, cool, you guys. That's good. Okay, so what Thanks. are you going to do for 12 months? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You're right. I'm going to sit chill home, out and drink with chill us. Out, drink no, what with are you? you have to, you have to come uh, up with no, everything. No, I'm actually because I'm kind of the curriculum person. I um, am writing. So ninth grade is going to be a lot of experiential, more whole group learning because we know that kids don't actually know what jobs there are in the world. They think there's six jobs. You know, firefighter, teacher, right. lawyer. You know, um, you know so, that would be a good thing to learn right off the bat, wouldn't it? Did yeah, you guys know you could do any of the things that you're doing now for a living when you were a kid? Did you know you could be a singer for? Yes. I had no idea. You I knew she yeah. was going to say that. Because yeah. <laughs> you, know, you grew up in New Orleans. Orleans. I grew up in New Orleans, so it's a you know a common thing here for musicians to do just that yeah. for a living. Yeah. I still don't think I knew though that people did that for a living. I just thought. You know, you were a lawyer for a living, and then yeah. someone sort of sang or something. something. <laughs> it's like that in other cities, yeah. I learned, after the storm. Right. Like, music is the side thing, not the main gig. Yeah. And for us, it's the opposite here. Well, so you grow up knowing that here. Yes, I did. Yeah. Did you know that, Les? Did you know you could be, a, like, an English professor for a living? Or did you no. you you going to have to no. be a lawyer? No, I never thought about it. I, I didn't have a career plan. I didn't do a, unfortunately, didn't do a market analysis. <laughs> Uh, you know, to figure out these things, you just, you know, I mean, I, I grew, I went to college in the seventies, early seventies. So, right, but I think Anne's right that most kids I just, just think there's like six things. What I loved, 
Oh yeah, no, I mean, you know, the 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 kids now, or at least at UNO, the students are, you know, vocationally oriented. I mean, they have to look at the success ensuring disciplines, and I don't blame them, you know. Yeah. And because it's very utilitarian, with- very you know, very vocational uh, sort of orientation. Which is where you don't come in, right? I mean, you're teaching Which is where English I don't literature. come in, or I do come in, you know, and I say, look, here's some stuff that's great. I love it. I try to present it in ways that uh, is infectious, maybe, you know, without being obnoxious about it. And uh, some of them will get it, and some of them won't feel right. it. I don't go in with, like, the missionary spirit, you know. <laughs> I just try to say, this sounds awesome. This is awesome. Here's why this is awesome. Uh, have a good Christmas. You know? <laughs> See you guys later. So, so See you guys later. Why are, kids, why are kids doing a degree in English literature these Pardon? days? Why are kids signing up for your class these days? I don't know. I mean, you know, the rigors of freshman chemistry will send a yeah. lot of them our way. Yeah. Um, okay. But, but when we were students, when my age, you just went to school and it didn't really cost all that much, if anything. And you, right. could, you could do a degree in English literature and smoke pot and take all kind of drugs and drink. And, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter what you did now. You're racking up all, all kinds of bills. Well, if I could just say, when I, this is the way, this is how different the world was. My two roommates, we were all three English majors, and they went to med school. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they loved literature. They loved studying art. They were both musicians. But they were great at science, and they loved it. And back then, the MCAT, you know, the, the test you take to get into, what they, do they call it that now? I don't know. I think but they do but, but it, was, it was, you know, it was a lot of verbal stuff and analytical stuff and vocabulary and so on. And so the English major was perfect for that. So they aced much of the MCAT uh, for that reason. And because you need writing skills. Well, mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know. You don't know. You don't need. Well, you don't need writing skills to be a physician, I don't think. I thought that's how you said that they aced the MCAT. Well, they aced it by knowing words and well, how to think critically in zone. Right. So it, what you're saying is it does help to have a degree in English literature, even if you want to be a doctor. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's, it would. Well, that's a pretty uh, passionate argument, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think that's a enthusiastic. And, and it's probably a, it's mis- a, misguided. It's, probably, a, fool, it's a fool's errand. Yeah, I mean, I totally. It's totally you know? wrong, but, you know. I mean, the Hell. thing... Yeah, you're the professor of English. I, I can't imagine that any more of that. It's true. a hard sell. <laughs> Until you that find, is. but don't you find when you find the one book, like when you can find the one book for that kid, then there's That's that right. moment, and and you do, it, it's not a mass-produced thing. That's why I think it's hard to speak about because it's it's that kid with that book, and you see that kid, and you're like, I need you to read this book, and if you can get him to read that book, then, then the somehow we realize. Flip. It just flips a switch. Right. The books aren't bad or right. terrible or mean or something we do to you. <laughs> you know? well, Erica, when did you first find out you could sing? Well, I come from a singing family. My mother sings, plays the piano, the organ. So I grew up in a household full of singers. I was the only one brave enough to take it on as a career. Really? Yeah. So what gave you the confidence to do that? Do you think you've got a better voice than everybody else or you just wanted to do it more? No, because my mother, who's also a retired school teacher, so ah. all of this stuff. Ah, full circle. Yes, an English Beautiful. teacher. Oh. That. I really yes. Where, where was she teaching at? <laughs> she taught uh, Thomas Alva Edison Elementary School. She taught at Lockett and also at McCarty. All right. Yes. So, so she got out with a pension? 
You know, my mother retired when I started junior high school, so... That was a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time She's been ago. retired for a long... Did but she, she re- never stopped teaching. Teaching still went on in the home. Did she? <laughs> with me and the grandkids and the great-grands Did she retire today. with a... She's got great-grandchildren? Have you oh, got, yes. Have you got kids? I do. I have one daughter. All right. How old is she? She's 25. What? Yes. What? Oh, I would never have believed that. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. She's 25. Okay, I would have not ever yeah. in a million years guessed it. <laughs> well, thank you. Holy shit. I, I give it to the humidity in the city. Is that what it is? Don't yes. move. Don't <laughs> leave. But you've been on, actually, you've been on the road for a while, though, right? You've I have been. been out with Galactic? Yes. How was that all? That was amazing. We uh, opened for Government Mule this, this run. Okay. And I got the chance to sing with Warren Haynes, which just blew yeah. my mind. He's really? absolutely amazing and one of the nicest people. So that was really, really fantastic for me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, really which, nice. Would we make you sing a song right now, actually? Okay. We'll make June actually play something for real. You ready to do something, June? What are you Let's thinking try. of doing, you two? Well, there's, I just released a new record, and I'm going to ah. do an original tune yeah. written by myself and Nigel Hall. Okay, what's the record called? So I can it's called it. Homegrown. Homegrown? Yeah, I get that question a lot. Where are you from? Where you been? I'm like, I'm a homegirl, homegrown girl right here from New Orleans. So. I always think of, of homegrown as weed. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's, that's one uh, thing. Moonshine, actually. Yeah. Moonshine. No, is that right? I have to really good at moonshine. What do you, yeah. And what do you think of when you hear the word homegrown? No, I, I'm with you. Like I said, my you son graduated from LSU and lives in Colorado and is, works in the cannabis industry. Does it? Okay, yeah. so, You've yeah. got a family in the cannabis industry. Yeah. Okay, we'll get back to that yeah. in a minute. We are coming back to that. Can you remind me? Because yes. my short-term yeah. memory yeah. is yeah. to hell. Yeah. Yeah. The 12-year-old who yeah. apparently somehow yeah. has a 25-year-old needs to sing. Yeah, really. That is just unbelievable that you have a 25-year-old kid. I do. Okay, what are you going to sing? Something off the new record, Homegrown? Yes, entitled Makings of Love. Oh, okay. Boy meets girl, girl meets boy, it's chemistry, and as time moves on, here comes a question, are you the one for me, I know how I feel inside, just like a kid on a sugar high And I want to taste more and more But in my heart I've got to know These are the makings of love I need to know, baby These are the makings of love Now I know it won't always be easy Sometimes gonna get greasy And that day's gonna come When life's gonna test our love Sometimes we're gonna mess up And forgiveness is gonna be hard Sometimes we're gonna struggle And fight for 
sweet spot, babe. We both know how good that thing could be, yeah. And it's all in the makings, in the history of you and me. Ooh, these are the makings of love. Yes, these are the makings of love. These are the makings of Love. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, that is amazing. Thank you. I know. You did. It's beautiful, isn't it? So beautiful. Okay. It's uh, it's angelic, June. Thank you. That was beautiful too. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't it do looks, it without him. Oh, really? It all looks so easy, of course, when you just sit there and start singing. How do you write a song like that? It's not so simple. It doesn't sound like it's just got a simple verse, chorus. It's actually a little bit of my life. <laughs> Most of yeah. my writing is very personal. What was that um, one about? I was entering a new relationship, and I just wanted to make sure that this guy was the one. You know, I wanted to make sure that everything we were, we were putting in the pot was the makings of love. So that's how this song came about. It didn't work out. Oh, but, that was my you know. <laughs> next question. You got, you he got was a putting the wrong ingredients, but I got a great song. <laughs> the recipe, and then yeah. you got a good song. Hey, yes. Can you pick that microphone? Yes. How long okay. ago did you write that? I actually wrote this song last year. Oh, so this is a pretty recent pretty recent. So was it like a heartbreaking experience for you? Mm, I was disappointed, but it was a learning lesson right. as well. Do you still get heartbroken? Yeah. It doesn't, happens. doesn't get any easier. No, it doesn't. It's still the same heartbreak, still the same hurtful feelings. So but, you, you know, still, I write songs about it. Right. <laughs> so you still go into a new relationship thinking this is going to be the one every time? No, nah. I'm just waiting for to see if the actions are going to actually match with what they say. Hmm. You know, that's the dating world. You marry people, stay married. I tell you, this dating game is madness out here today. But <laughs> well, Are you still doing it? Are you still yeah, dating? I'm still dating. Les, are you still dating? Yeah, I've been in a relationship for seven years. Well, I think the answer is no, not yes. <laughs> the answer I mean, is I'm no. not an English professor here. but no, I but, think he was being sweet. I was trying to, I was about to elaborate on okay. you know, my, this tumultuous, uh, but it's at any like rate. like a court of law. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a friend, you know, I, it, what Eric said was like, you know, a friend of mine said, I was de- trying to decide years ago, should I commit to this person or not? And he said, Stay single until you can't stand it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is a That's great pretty good line. advice, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it kind of is. But I, yeah, I don't know how wise it is, but it's a no, good bon mot or whatever. Yeah. Right? What do you think the definition of not being able to stand it anymore is? Obviously, it's subjective. I mean, it's right. going to differ for everybody. I don't know. I mean, just just. B- being burned out on the dating situation, and yeah. at some point, so you just end up sticking with the last person. It's like the last man standing well, at the time speaking. It's a very no, cynical deal, no. in some ways. Yeah, I mean, the whole mythology, you know, of romantic love is just so confusing. You know, the soulmate thing and the monogamy, and then marriage is an institution, and yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. who, who who invented all that shit? Well, apparently, the people who write the books that we teach to children. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's right. Well, the I, th- I think it's been debunked, though. Yeah, but, no, uh, I agree. Absolutely. 
But if we no, were I totally left to believe our, in it, I'm a romantic totally. But if we were left to our own devices and there was no civil society, would we still have all these rules, or would we just be banging everybody? Um, well, I'm not advocating the opposite of fidelity or monogamy. <laughs> Erica says we would just Probably be banging be everybody. Banging, but you know. Yeah. Well, then that's a natural. That's a natural <laughs> state of man. Tricky points of its own. Like it's tricky all the way around. Yeah. So Whichever you way. Decide which tricky you want to work. With. Right. You got to decide which tricky you're no, going to work. No, that's right. With. How much well, tricky you need in your yeah, life? Exactly. Well, everything has yeah. advantages and disadvantages. Exactly. By the way, so, tricky is coming to House of Blues. If you oh, really? House of tricky. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Ah, that is good to know. Yeah. So you're up with that sort of thing. What's going on? Well, do you still go out on the seven-year relationship of dating? You still go and like yeah, music and stuff. I do. I right. do. And I mean, is, I went to I went to see I went to Chicky Wawa this nice. time last week to see Dave Alvin, Jimmy Dale Gilmore. That's a good combo. And Peter Case, who used to be kind of big back in the mid '80s. He used to look like Paul Weller, and now he looks like James McMurtry or me. Hmm. Uh, you know, he was this sort That's of scary. svelte, good-looking like. I love yeah, these people I, say, I, I love, love James, James McMurtry. Yeah, no I offense to James McMurtry. So, yeah. Anyway, so well, these guys aren't supposed to get older because it's depressing when these that's right. musical heroes of yours. That's why Eric great... is staying young oh, and gorgeous I looking. Know. So I know it's he unbelievable. Doesn't disappoint any of her fans. <laughs> I, 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 I need to know where you buy your lotion. That's all I need to know before we leave here today. Well, <laughs> we can tell us that. Where do you buy your lotion? I use coconut oil. Ah, uh, ha. Okay, my daughter right now is saying, yes. I told you, Mama. See, yes. dang it. Coconut okay. now, how oil. How old's your daughter? <laughs> um, I have two of them. One's 28, one's 26. She's looking pretty good, too, for two years. Yes. Thanks. I'm hanging in here. I'm not on your level, but I'm <laughs> hanging in. The guys on this side of the table aren't looking as good. Ladies, I have nothing. got the good parts yeah. covered, no. you know. <laughs> no, look at us. June's look, looks like about 100. I know. You look ancient, and so do I. I know. What, what do we do so wrong? Uh, that's because we've been dealing with them. Do you guys use coconut oil? Look, there's, a, now there's a great New Yorker cartoon. Do y'all know Bruce Eric Kaplan? The, 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 the cartoonist? cartoonist? I think so. I think you know, I know he has the B, if you ever see them, there's a B-E-K. And there are two women oh, yeah. you know, at the, okay. standing on the sidewalk. And, one, and the caption is, he died after a long battle with me. <laughs> That's I feel like good. my husband has that tattooed well, on his Well, he didn't, he didn't learn the rule. Oh, and <laughs> what's the rule? Happy life, happy wife. Oh, other way around. Happy wife, happy life. Right. Goes, if you want a happy life, you must keep your wife happy. If you have a happy wife, then you're going to have a happy life. It's what, that about, what about that song? That's simple. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life. You better make you know that? Yeah, better make a... No, it's never Never make, make a pretty woman, woman your, your wife. wife. <laughs> yeah, what is it? I don't know Whatever about that. that. Because from my personal point of view, get another girl to marry you, yeah. I think, is the next right. line. That's right. So how I would remember that. That's crazy. So, okay, next thing we have to talk about is, first of all, life after death. Do you believe that you're going to come back after you're dead, Erica? You know, I don't know. I don't know if I would want to. Well, then it's okay to be cremated, I suppose. Yes. Okay. Because okay June doesn't know anything about that. He hasn't Make decided. That. You've decided there is. You don't know. You're just gonna, I'm not sure. We're just going to err on the side of the. You're not going to be reincarnated because you're not going to have a body. You're going to have to come back as a lump of ash. Well, you know, I'll take that. As long as I'm cute. Cute lump of ash. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Well, okay. <laughs> what, what's your position on that then, Anne? Are we coming back or is that all over? Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a transcendental 
Buddhist, if it comes down to it. So, so we're coming back. In so your you opinion. do believe. I, I right. do believe. I d- I, but I think there's, the, I, I go to Emerson with the oversoul of energy, which goes back to science. It's, there's a finite amount of energy in the right. universe. Where does the energy of your body go when you die, right? Does it go back to the oversoul? You d- I don't know right. that. But I think at the end of the day, if you're working on making the world a better place and yourself better every day, yes. then I don't have to worry about any of the rest of it. That's right. Yeah. That's, well, that's all I got. What's an oversoul? What is um, the oversoul? You can come by my house anytime you want, and we'll talk Emerson all day The long. repository. All right. Well, that's an interesting invitation right there. Yeah. Emerson as in some as sort in of Ralph a ph- Waldo. Ralph Waldo Emerson. And yes. he, he created or came up with the concept of oversoul. Of transcendentalism. He was the father of transcendentalism, which was a school of thought in New England um, that looked at he was a traditionally trained minister but when through some life tragedies he stepped away a little bit and had this idea that not that religion didn't work but that we are maybe a part of something bigger that isn't as confined and if we work on ourselves and and not perfecting ourselves to be perfect but to share um our the gifts we've been given to the best of their ability passing on paying yeah paying it for i mean he did the original paying it forward type thing yeah, and, what, and what happens if we do that? Yeah, it's more spiritual than we get what out of that? Very, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, what do we get out of that? Well, that's what yeah, I'd like to know. I don't know. I mean, I'm an agnostic. Uh, you don't believe in so any I, of this I stuff. Hedge my, <laughs> hedge my bets, right? So you're up for being cremated then? Yeah. Agnostic, but agnostic is not the same as atheist. Agnostic no. means you no. just don't know. You what don't you know, and you're comfortable with not knowing. So are you prepared to be cremated just in case there is reincarnation then? Or. Does as an agnostic, you have to you commit to some some form of disposal. To well, I'm just wondering if you get burned and you don't have any limbs, or no, and you're, you donate your eyes to science. And well, is, no, you what, come back as a you know so a doesn't, basset doesn't, hound or something. Nothing to you do know? with your body oh, whatsoever. Lucky, right? Yeah, indeed. I, I had basset a basset hound. for years. Really? Yeah, is he yeah. one of the ones in the boxes? He is. Gus. Gus the basset yes. hound. Gus the basset hound. Uh, I like Gus. That's a good Gus the basset hound. Gus the basset hound. There's a song called Gus the basset hound? <laughs> well, there's going to be. I we can make one. What do you, in fact, where do you stand on the reincarnation? I'm with you. I'm agnostic about it. I don't know. I have no idea. But, right. but there are some, there's some sort of sect of Christianity believes that you're actually going to come back out of the grave. We're all going to be risen, right? Right. Well, I don't know whether well, that's uh, true or not. I, I have no idea. I, no, I, don't, I don't think know. that's this table. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we don't believe it. That's it's the gra- wrong table. But that's a good thing about it. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not if it ends up being true. Yeah. You can think it's the stupidest idea you've ever heard. Like, who believes that crap? That we're all going to rise up out of our graves. What happens when the it really rapture? Ha- what happens yeah. if it really happens? Then? Yeah, the rapture. I mean, millions well, of people believe I, that. I know. I mean, it's either the most beautiful th- mystery in the world, or it's you know the biggest trick that's ever been perfetrated on. But you know, whatever. well, we've. Well, it's the only thing we don't know. I mean, we, right. every, everything else we can find out. I mean, if it, if we knew it was true, there'd be nothing for us to do but put it all down and. So like the Flannery O'Connors. Do you know that oh, good absolutely. man is hard to find? Absolutely. What's all that about? A yeah. little, little bit of Southern Gothic Jesus literature Jesus everything yeah. off balance, you know? Well, if we knew what was going to happen, we could kill ourselves now and come back as a bastard hound tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, one so, thing's for sure. We're all going to find out. Or not. Or not. 
or not. There you go. That's yeah, or it fades to black, and that's okay too. Yeah. Like that's you know why, what? That's why you appreciate this. That's why we spend here. this time yeah. on Earth smoking Absolutely. weed. Yes. Like, like <laughs> that's my So, what is the deal with that? What is he doing in the weed business? Um, he is managing a grow team on a grow farm. Grow he team. has. Uh, well, I'd he went to, to LSU that. as an engineering major, and a semester in, I got a phone call, and he said, um, "Hey, I'm in jail." Uh, no, none of them have gone to jail. Out of the four, no jail time. Good. Um, yeah. Okay. It, it, act of God. I did. Well, Incredible. Yeah, I didn't do that. But um, no, so no, he got, and he said, so I'm going to be an anthropology major. And I said, awesome. Good for you. So it goes yeah. sleeve, sleeve, fold, fold, half, half. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, my baby, if you're going to be an anthropology major, you're going to work at the Gap for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm fine. Like, you got to do you. I'm not. He was the last of four and about a dozen foster children. So I'm like, yeah. You've had like, a Mom's- dozen foster children. Mm-hmm. For real. You've had yeah. four of your own kids. Mm-hmm. And you've had four. A dozen foster children. Well, you are definitely not having to here come back. The, here are two of the great women that yeah. I've ever met. Right oh, here. Yeah. no. No, yeah. I've, been, I've been so fortunate. Are you kidding? I'm the one. No, I'm, I'm not. I have been given so many gifts by the children. I've I been wish that you were my foster mom. That would have well, been awesome. Yeah, me too. It's not too late. We've got your Ralph Waldo right? Emerson books. Um, you, you I'll make you read a book or two. You want a chair at the table in the mausoleum, Grant? Yeah, you can come around the I can spend the rest of my death in the... Blackman's Paris yeah, being washed out to sea. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad, actually. <laughs> South Plaque. Wait, what did, I miss? South yes. what did I miss? <laughs> I was going to say, take it back to the Jake man, because bless his heart, when you're the last at the end of the tale, <laughs> you know, he's, he's learned to make his presence known in a very quiet, right. loving way. So, but so he, the fourth so he, kid and the, and the 13th, if you well, yeah, include the... It was cute. He was changing jobs within his company. So he, he graduated from LSU with an anthropology major. He did. Okay. And knew he was going to college. Colorado to work in the cannabis industry, and one of my former students said, hey, we'll take him, and they got him in, and he's doing incredibly well, and so now he's training teams, they're like called strike teams, so like when a new market opens up, he's um, adept enough at training people that he has a team under him, and he goes in and trains a new team in a new market. So we... He's an expert at selling weed yeah, already. Yeah, he grows so wait, it. Whole, whole well, I, I feel member. like he may have pr- sampled the product <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, okay. But he gro- I mean, the weed industry is not that old that you already have like an expert marketing person who's a, a strike force. But see, the anthropology major, like, boy, took his college education. Right. Like, he's a cultural Another good reason to get I've an education. Yeah, that's that's right. You never know. Oh, yeah. No, you never know. dispensary thing. You did? Yeah, because, you know, that's part of our tour, most of the winter tour. And you're also in the Galactic, the funk band, where you have to smoke weed, right? It's it part can, of it the... It can happen. Yeah. She still has wine in her glass. So it can happen. It's not called a, <laughs> very it called a dispensary. Character. I thought it was just a store now. No, no, no. I mean, it's 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 really beautiful because you see it from the little seedlings from the beginning right. all the way into the, each room has a different lighting and um, uh, the way they do it. It's really cool. And all the way to the harvest room, like the very last room, that room is going to be taken out and it's going to clean it, everything. And then the next shift is going to roll. So it's really nice. And everything is tagged where the city comes in. And 
with the scan and make sure they get the taxes on it. Right. But yeah, it's it's a great thing to see from the beginning and how they you know well, cross it's, it's the strains. Yeah. yeah, and they cross the different make the different strains. Is it agriculture for kids or and right. for people uh, medicinal kind? So it's right. it's very interesting to see. It's not just about getting high, right? You know, even though that's well, the, yes, it is. It's a good really, part about but it, but you know <laughs> that's I mean, a benefit. You, but could, <laughs> you could have a same sort of romantic. <laughs> Telling of the story yes, of, of yes. growing tobacco, though, couldn't you? Before we all discovered that tobacco was going to give us cancer. Or being exotic dancer. No, but growing something from a seedling and watching yeah. it grow, and yeah, there's different strains of it, yeah. and this one's this, and this one's that, yeah. and there's all nice things. The purple's actually growing. purple. That right. whole section was purple. But couldn't you have this romantic telling of the growing of tobacco just the same? I guess. Of course. I don't yeah. know. I like the way it's we harvest done. it. No it's only because now we don't like tobacco <laughs> yeah. now. You know, now that tobacco's uh, out, yeah. you know, it sounds evil if you were sitting here talking about the wonders of tobacco strains and there's Good point. stuff Good point. that's yeah. for cigars and there's stuff for cigarillos and there's stuff for light. You know, yeah. Virginia yeah. Slims starts off those here. Those little tobaccos. Yeah, it would sound awesome. We'd all be sitting here going, oh, wow. And now we're doing it with weed. And probably in 100 years, I'll be talking about how bad weed is for you. And it gives you yeah. all this and that. And well, they're already, I mean, I, I have a friend who's a cardiothoracic surgeon. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, I don't have any friends. Yeah, it's like, like a, he's very handy. I, yes, I, I may need him handy. someday. <laughs> but he says, the, the and he's a, you know, ex-junkie drug person. Who's a, you know just a good technician, and he says the the ugliest lungs that he ever sees are by people who've never smoked cigarettes and who've smoked pot all their life. Oh no, wow. that's what he says. My son's getting a phone call later tonight. <laughs> I do, but no, actually he does. So there are other ways to. Way you don't have to edibles. smoke. Yeah, yeah, the edibles. Stuff. It's all about yeah, yeah. the edibles. Right. From what and I now we're onto edibles, which well, that's got to be so bad for your brain. Though, have you ever done those, mm-hmm. mom? No, I'm really? so boy- I'm not, no. Are you kidding? It's, isn't it sad? Yes. Yeah. Especially if you've got you can get them for free. <laughs> you got a hookup. Sorry. <laughs> did you do did you do, yes. did you do any edibles, Erica, on the road in Colorado there? Yes. See, that is too strong for me, isn't it? That is it's real. it's more of a body feel yeah. than a head is it? feel. Is yeah, it? it is. Yeah. I it it to, lasts a lot longer it, too. It's you know it's what it's good for Mardi Gras day. It's really good oh. for Mardi Gras. If you eat a lot of pot first thing in the morning and then Get go to Zulu and then just keep walking. It's also you know good for really long flights. It's good. It's good. It's good. Oh, that's a good tip. It's a good tip, Grant. It's a good tip. That's a good tip, right? I can give you the recipe for these, ch- <laughs> yes. these chocolate chip cookies with pot on them yeah. that I make every Mardi Gras. They're great. But I can't even imagine doing that on a regular day. And then eight, nine hours later be still like, shit, I wish this would wear off about yeah. now, actually, because yeah. I'm... <laughs> but for me, it's an, I, I normally partake on off days right. or post gig. Right. I, I can't. I don't like it. You don't want to go on stage. But they've no, got. No, they've I got. Ah, oh boy, right. now you could right. But they've got people going to the Denver. The, was it the Rockies game or the Colorado Rockies game or whatever? And they're selling edibles there because it's legal. You've got you know ten thousand or twenty thousand people all fucked up on <laughs> what I would do Pretty for much. Mardi Gras day. These people are just sitting there on a regular Thursday night watching a ball game. Yeah. Well, at least they aren't dripping beer down my back. Well, I'm just right. point. Where is that? I was going to say. I don't know. Is it must be pretty interesting. It's a whole interesting. You look. You're gonna, we're going to all end up looking like this guy walking past you if we don't watch it. Hey, you know we have to get out of here. By do the way. I really look ancient? Though? No, you look I'm fantastic. No, you look great. Yeah, actually, you look. You look, you look like you've been. I know, really, in this light, you I look, look great. You look a lot younger than you do on television. 
You look like you've been using coconut oil. That's, yeah. I look like I've been drinking this. Drinking, that's what it is. Wow, that's the thing. The more you drink, the better we look. Before we get out of here, I have to tell you about all the stuff we have lying on the table here. here. It's called Hangover Destroyer. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's awesome. It's the only natural product. I'll just read it. It's the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Wow. I don't know if it'll work with pot or not, but I've never Do you had take it, it before? Yeah, you can take it before, yeah, during, before. and after, but especially it will work before or during while you're drinking. You just, if, you don't, if you're not lucky enough to be That's sitting at this table... That's a buzzkill there, it? <laughs> what do you mean? Did Sorry, you take it? No, I know. It's our sponsor. I know. It's the I, best no, fucking no, product no, ever. No, I've actually tried it. You have? I've actually tried it's it. It's the number really? one, of course. It's awesome. Yes. It's a testimonial. You remember that time you, you woke up the next morning and you did thoracic surgery, right? <laughs> I felt fantastic. What, whatever that is. Yeah, I was right. able to recite the entire... Yeah. The Ode entire Keats Ode to Aggression. Yes. I loved your time. I thought that was very impressive, actually, the first few lines of that. If you'd like to get yourself some Hangover Destroyer, go to the Hangover Destroyer website. It's called hdestroyer.com. And if you write the words happy hour in the coupon code, if you're not too high or hungover to do that, you'll get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer, so you too can seize the dawn and thanks also to basics swim and gym we can get a full range of fashion swimsuits swimsuits workout and yoga clothes in, with style there yeah, they have bikinis one piece cover-ups do you guys need a cover-up or a I bikini yes, Les needs one june you need a cover-up There's i think no it's left. it's beach season june needs a bikini, everything you need for the beach or poolside is at basics swim and gym it's right next to basics lingerie the basics underneath the lingerie store on magazine street near jefferson avenue so there you go that's it. Happy hour for another week. Thank you so much for joining us. And Ori has been here from the New Harmony School. If you'd like to get a hold of some of that $10 million, check out the... Uh, we have a website. New Google Harmony. New Harmony High. New we'll Harmony High. What a great name for a TV show. Isn't it? New Harmony High. And Erica Falls' new record, Homegrown, is available where? iTunes, cdbaby.com, Amazon, and my website is ericafalls.com. You can get it there as well. Okay, and can we steal it off of Spotify yeah, as well? Yeah, I was going to say Spotify. Yes, it's on Spotify. Okay, so you get like .00169 <laughs> of a penny or something I'll like that every time yeah. someone plays okay, it. so we'll buy it. We'll, we'll. <laughs> and thank you too to the fabulous June Yamagishi for being here, and especially for playing through the whole yes. show. Thank you, June. Awesome. Very good. And Professor Les White, Dr. Les White, I suppose you call doctor or professor? Uh, students call me doctor. You know, they, All right. I tell them not to, but they... They call anyways. Yeah. Do you wear a white coat like a real doctor? <laughs> just walk around in your uh, black shirt. I do shirt. not. I do not. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Les, it's been great to meet you. You, too. you too. All right. And great we can to meet everybody. It's been great. And we'll see you back here you, next Grant. week. In the meantime, our show is produced by Graham DuPont. He was right over there. Our associate producers, uh, Alison Moon and April Stolf and Christian Unruh as our music director. Jean Valois as our music producer. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. And our live feed director who put this whole thing on Facebook Live all by himself is Asher Griffith. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour while drinking alcohol, drop us a line our addresses on our website it's neworms.com where you can hear many other hours of happy hour as well as some other shows we make here including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace and uh, Louisiana Eats with Pompey Tooker you can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and it's batonrouge.la you can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it report It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Alison Moon. If you're listening to this show 
on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment, if you've got one, to rate and review us. That'll help other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Fret Street, where they have a three-hour happy hour here every day and brunch on the weekends. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworlders.com. Andrew Duhon is on the road. You can find him at andrewduhon.com and see if he's in a town near you. For him and for everyone else around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at INO Broadcasting, thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour. Thank you.